Yes, I was right. The dreadnought is about to drop anchor. Hey everyone, it's time for the Inadvisable Podcast. Courtney, what do we do? Well, Chris, we provide refined help for ladies of quality by going through all of the educational and social etiquette films of yesteryear that deal with problems for the ladies, and we parse down that information into, you know, easily digestible by modern audiences. <laughs> Snippets, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way to describe us. Today, we are going to be watching How to Undress for Your Husband. I mean, you might think that you could just get undressed. No, there is apparently an art to it. And an audience that you need to consider before you undress your filth. So, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go watch this. And then we'll be seeing you guys here in a few moments. Bye. Hiding in the folds of your shower curtain. What? How small is he? <laughs> we find Miss Barry just returning from a Hollywood party. It's 6.30 a.m. Of course, Miss Barry... It's 6.30 right now? I like Trixie. We're Trixie. <laughs> no, it's not a slip. It's, uh, it's her, um... Uh, her, um... Uh, Canties? Well, let's skip it. It's her underwear! <laughs> You're just wasting your time, Trixie. <gasps> It'll take a broad axe to whittle that down. You asshole! <laughs> what? Well, they'd have to be blind to take Trixie out. <gasps> oh. Trixie, break your husband in half. And we're back! Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, Courtney! I found my... What is it? My soulmate? I think yes. she's my soulmate. <laughs> yes, she's my soulmate as well. Let me look up her name, because he pretty much says it wrong. Trixie Frigenza. Oh, so, lady. Um, just so you guys know, the way that this is set up is it is a informative video telling you to beware of peeping toms by being elegant in the bedroom. Well, it's kind of odd, because it absolutely is an educational, like, video for undressing for mm -hmm. your husband. Well, in the very beginning, there's this scrolling text that tells us <laughs> all about how, like, well, kids these days are telling us all about the facts of life, and our beer boasts its thinning power. <laughs> you know, the only place that men have power now is in the bedroom, and they can't even control their women there! It's... We will have screenshots of that nonsense. It's so bad. By the way. It is so horrible. <laughs> it is so condescending and wrong. It's so wrong because it's all like men, they're losing power, but it's literally the 1950s. The plight of men everywhere, Chris. Uh, husbands, specifically. Yep, unruly wives. You can't control them wives. Um, Although, as far as we can tell, no one in this clip is even married. Right. So it starts off with this really weird framing device warning women that, like, peeping toms are everywhere. And here's my favorite line because it makes no sense. They hide in the folds of your shower curtain. <laughs> Apparently they are teeny tiny. Apparently so. How do you fight against those? There's maybe, no way to guard against somebody who can hide in the folds of your shower curtain. Maybe shower curtains were just huge and impressive <laughs> back then. But Ugh. I'm thinking of, like, mine. And I'm like, I don't think that could even happen. Just... And there's a lot of, like, misspoken and, like, wrong terminology yeah. used in this one. So it's like, oh, and you are our... There are thought leaders, essentially. They're like, we know better. And it's like, do you? <laughs> so You said things so wrong. We end up following two women. 
he literally says that we are going through the eyes of a peeping Tom yes. looking in through these women's keyholes. And that mm-hmm. leads me to one of my points. So if you want to continue describing what happened and all. So we have the one woman who is uh, Elaine Barry Barrymore. And she is our example of elegance. And, and she's then... very thin and very proper. And the thinness, it comes into play. So if you're wondering why I'm bringing that up. It's because so does this film. Yep. And I do want to say for all of our lovely ladies who may be sensitive, it is very fat shaming. It's extremely fat shaming. If that triggers you, we actually super own it, both me and Courtney do. And so we have a different, (laughs) we just have a different perspective on it of just all like, yeah, fine, whatever. (laughs) We fold up like a dump truck. Okay, thanks. (laughs) We just want to make it clear that we are both larger women. And so we understand, and we want to make it a positive. Yes. So stick with us if you think you're capable. Well, and then we jump into um, Trixie Forganza. And just so you guys know, if you're not necessarily familiar Look with, up uh, Trixie Forganza. Yeah. She's gorgeous. And these are both, so they're both real women. They're both Hollywood starlets from, you know, the 40s. And uh, it's just, it's hilarious. <laughs> It really it's is. The Cause there's one that you're gonna recognize as yourself, uh-huh. and then one alien training video. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be like, hmm, which one am I more like? So when we walk in, cause we are peeping in on uh, Elaine Barry Barrymore, and she is very delicately like sweeping her mink coat off her shoulders, not ostentatiously, because she does not know we are there watching her. But she does manage to aim herself at the audience at all times. If you know anything about, like, theater, she's addressing the audience with her body, (laughs) and then she elegantly sweeps over to her boudoir. While a narrator creepily just, her body is so luscious Mm -hmm. the whole time, and it's... Honestly, it makes me so anxious, like, she's gonna be dead. He's gonna murder her and wear her skin. How he frames it, it's like they don't say that it's really bad. They don't say it's It's just part of your life. Peepers are part of your life. And so they make it framed as, no place is safe. Not your bedroom, behind closed doors. Nothing is safe. They're always there. And it's framed in such a way that it's like, of course, like, this is your life. And let's be clear, it's not necessarily saying that that's the way life is for, like, regular women. He does specifically say it depends on who the woman is. Yeah. And then we see these two Hollywood starlets. So it's almost like an informational video for Hollywood starlets on why you can't expect privacy. But it's framed as, for the ladies, lessons on how to dress for your husband. And dress in front of your husband. Oh, yes. Sorry. I keep saying dress for your husband because literally all it is is for them. They bring up the husband. But... What but he never you? shows up. There's no husband in the, in the thing. No, the only so man we see is the peeping Tom developing. And he specifically says that, like, uh, Barry Barrymore, she got the best lover in Hollywood. Yeah. And then he, like, he's like, well, that's what the script says. Like, he literally says it in the short. <laughs> and so it's like, is that a joke? He literally <laughs> stops and he's all like, well, that's what the script says anyway. And I'm like, what does this mean? Like, did she get divorced? What happened? What is the context? But it's, like, weirdly, it's it's another weird framing device, like Molly Grows Up, where it's, like, the family life. There's a lot of really weird detail put into it, and you're just like, I don't need this, and it makes everything scary. Why do we have this? By the way, we forgot to mention that these ladies are returning from a Hollywood party at 6.30 in the morning. And getting ready for bed. (laughs) So, 
you at know, 6.30. They've been out. They've been working all day. They've been out at a party all night. Because they are 50s. starlets. It they is are. their job, anyway. Oh, 6.30 in the morning, and we're judging <laughs> they them. They still have to be elegant to undress okay. for bed. This is kind of, it's related, because this is how he describes both of them as experts in getting undressed, and one is an expert in getting undressed, and she's elegant, and she knows what she's doing. And then Trixie's an expert on getting, like, undressed the bad way. <laughs> well, it's literally saying that they're both, yeah, you know, like, that they promiscuous. they around a lot. <laughs> but one's good and one's bad. And yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> I think the line specifically was, like, both of these ladies have gotten around. <laughs> but, you know, one no, of them is No, he calls Trixie a good time, by the way. Oh, he does. But he doesn't say that about that's true. Maybe because she takes ten years to get undressed and has to roll down her stockings. He also alludes to the fact that it takes Barry Barrymore an hour to get dressed after her husband is already asleep, which I think is hilarious. I don't even- but It was such a weird, like, jingle, I guess? Like, if yeah. you remember nothing, remember this. But it makes it sound like it literally takes her an hour to get undressed. Right. And I'm like, that sounds exhausting. And it is 6.30 in the morning. Well, he says something along the and lines she keeps of, like, here she is, like, sleeping daintily an hour after hubby's gone to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and what was and the then point? they accidentally play, like, a really horrendous snore over Barry Barrymore, and it's just like, you guys messed up. Did you, like, who's this for? Where do you even find this <laughs> tape? Also, for the peeping thing, he literally says that they can't help themselves. Yeah. Okay, so we're framing it as, like, peeping is wrong, and peepers are everywhere, and they're peeping on you, ladies, but- He doesn't say peeping is wrong. He's just- Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't. He's just like, they're here. Deal with it. (laughs) That's true. Honestly, that makes me so upset, where it's just like, this is your life. Deal with it, ladies. What would you do? Call the police? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> like, it's not even helpful. What did you and expect his, being husbands a Hollywood are, starlet? <laughs> their husbands are supposedly there and ain't doing crap for him. But he later says in the film that he peeps, too. He does. And he phrases it. This is one of the weird phrasing things that I was talking about, where he's all like, He's talking about Trixie, who's so ugly and so bad and so fat and blah, 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 you know. And she's actually delightful. We looked up pictures. She's beautiful. She's uh, gorgeous. And I'm just like, how do you even get to that point? I don't even know. They're both lovely. Mm-hmm. They really are. And so I don't want it to come off like we're like, mm like, you know, skinny shaming or yeah. anything. But we're really not because we're both very body positive and that means all types of bodies. But in this one, it's very much framed as, like, there's one right way and one definitely wrong way. Like, they could have at least chosen someone who didn't, like, look so beautiful. Right. And have us try and believe that, like, oh, yeah. So, towards the end, he's all like, well, Trixie, you've taught me. A do not disturb sign will no longer make me peep through your keyhole. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, good. <laughs> Thank you! Trixie apparently saved us from one more horrible man. Right? Peeping through our shit. It's weird. Thank you, Trixie! (laughs) So, like, the central theme of this is that when you undress, you can't just undress like a human being. Mm -hmm. You have to undress in a way that you show literally no actual, like, genitalia. (laughs) And that means even, like, mammary organs. So you can't show breasts. You can't show your butts. You can't show your fronts. You can't show nothing. But you still have to wear your most sexy granny panties. The line was something along the lines of, like, it's not about what you obviously reveal, it's about what you conceal. Yeah, like, (laughs) no, he's so creepy. 
with poor Barry, like, just so, I'm entitled to this. Yeah. Like, it's good that I'm peeping, and she's doing it for me. Like, it's all framed as, like, she's doing these actions for my titillation. And I forgot, I literally forgot, the reason why this short was made, and it's specifically said in the foreword at the beginning mm-hmm. while we're playing their terrible music, the silhouettes of sexy ladies, um... They literally say it's to prevent, like, marital boredom. Exactly. But then it's also like you can't show them anything. Right? So you just have to, like, it's literally undressing like a strip tease. Mm-hmm. That is what this thing is trying to teach us. And that's so wrong. There was this <laughs> extremely creepy part where... There's so much in this there, short. There is so much in this short. <sighs> but Barrymore is getting dressed and she, like, puts her nightgown over her head. And then she steps out of her underwear... And the guy cannot get it together. He's he just can't like, say underwear. That's she's her. gonna slip out of her slip. Oh, that's not her. Well then, <laughs> I know, and it literally sounds like he just creamed his pants. Like, <laughs> like he's just like <gasps> underpants. <gasps> like she's literally standing in them for like by the an way, hour. The biggest like boxerish granny panties. Ever. <laughs> well, they're like they're like those like nineteen fifties like sexy ones. So they're like lace and decorative, but they still go up to the waist. They go up to the waist. And I'm like, all the that way down seems to the hip. so uncomfortable. It really does. That aside, so there's so much to get to in this stupid little short because <laughs> they're so mean. They're so mean they to are. Trixie, and it makes me mad. Well, and she's just she is, she's every woman. She by is. The way. She is every woman. And not even in a bad way. Like, they just show her. She's just walking into her room. She's tired. It's 6.30 in the morning. She kicks off her shoe and then rubs her foot. (laughs) You know, like you do. And they're all high heels. Oh, the high heels reminded me. Barry Barrymore gets totally undressed, but leaves her high heels and stockings on for the very end. She takes off her high heels and puts on high heels. She has high heel slippers on with no fluff or anything comfortable. Why even bother? And she's like two feet away from her bed. Just don't put on your shoes. Oh, Oh, it's so frustrating. Especially since we don't see the husband. So it's like, they don't even, they are super coy about them actually getting husbands. Mm -hmm. Like, having them. So like, he says that thing about Barry Barrymore being like, Married, like not only does she know how to get a husband, but she knows how to keep him. And then that's when he's all, "That's what the script says." And we're right. Like, well, does she know how to get a husband? And it's all like, "I'm at the store. I think I'll pick up a husband." Do you think there would at least be like one person on, the, like one guy on the set to be like, "I'm her husband." <laughs> like I know you literally nothing but some dude laying and on the bed in the background. Their own house essentially yeah, with right. a single bed, and I know it was the 1950s, so they couldn't even show him like. I think it was an apartment because he says at the beginning that like, they're married. Well, it's no, the boudoir. No, the women because they Sorry. they're living in this apartment because they were like upstairs it's very very more and downstairs it's Trixie. <laughs> <laughs> like when Trixie came out, I was like Space Jam. Like, right. Let's get ready for Trixie. <laughs> she just like stumbles in, like I'm here. And she's wearing the most fabulous like fur coat. Oh, it's amazing. She's so amazing. And she's, she's so, so funny. The pro- the reason why we are like so in love with Trixie and not the same with Barry Barrymore is because Barry Barrymore is an alien right? sent from outer space. Ugh. To teach us how to strip tease our husbands in the 1950s. Because Trixie is 
she's the wrong way to do it, but it's so much more relatable. She's so real. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh, guys, she's so real. She has to. She's hiking up her boobs because she's got massive boobs, and you know what? Of course, it on. I have seen oh. this uh, this move that she does because I used to work in lingerie, and I had women who have H cup boobs. They are uncomfortable. They get hot, and I have seen that same hiking up motion <laughs> like, of trying to make them more comfortable. And then she has to take this corset thing off, and she just sits there and, like, scratches. And oh, the guy's like, so don't long. be primitive, Trixie. And I'm like, you don't know what those feel like. Oh my her. god! Do you know how itchy the fancy undergarments are? Right. I didn't do laundry for too long, and I had to wear the wedgie panties, which are super <laughs> cute, and they're lace, and they hurt. Like heck. They do. <laughs> I'm just like, this is my punishment. This is what I deserve for not doing my laundry. It's wearing uh, the torture panties. Okay, I just want to say, so the entire time, these are all of the insults that I kept track of. So once he's saying, if Trixie could even get a husband, that she'll yeah. have to keep him. That's what he literally says. I do want to mention at the very beginning, like, when he's talking about how, you know, women don't know how to undress in front of their husbands anymore, he says, angles were disregarded. So I'm just imagining, like, 90 degrees, 80 degrees, just, like, in a corner. I like to think that the husband would just lay down on the floor and be like, I see. I like this angle better. Right? I don't even, it's so weird. Okay, so when she first is, like, undressing and out of her coat, he says that she starts with an imposing front. (laughs) <laughs> and that's because he's showing her corset, and that's why she has such a big bust. Bust, excuse me. That's be that's why she has such a big bust is because of her corset, and that's not true. We've seen pictures. Right? That ain't true. No. But also, it's just like imposing front. And right after that, he says, "Trixie, women are looking at you, and they don't want to see you like you're taking down an awning." <laughs> Man, you have never been in a corset, buddy. Right? Like, how else are you going to take that thing off? <laughs> like, don't they need to, like, if they wear a corset, don't they need how to know how to do it? Isn't that the point of the short? Oh, no. It's just about shaming. Well, it's not lady. even like she's, like, ripping it open. Like, she's undoing the hooks. I don't really know how else. <laughs> Although, I gotta say, most relatable part of the entire thing. She takes that corset off and flings it to the corner. <laughs> Actually, she's so done. When we get there, I, there is a more relatable part, and but I want to continue with the insults of Trixie. And both me and Courtney, like we owned this. We we're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, buddy. Thanks. Then he calls her the SS Normandy, <laughs> which is one of my personal favorites, and I think that's what I want to change my name to. <laughs> Wasn't he saying that when she was bent over too? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, Trixie. Uh, then she sits down and rubs her feet, and he says, this little piggy went to market. (laughs) They're so, honestly, they're supposed to be so hurtful, but they're kind of so, like, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm very sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I get hurt very easily by things like that, but on this one, I'm just like, no, I'm gonna own it. (laughs) How dare you? Fine, whatever. She was doing... A little bit of exercise because she fell off of her like, rolls off couch. her lounge. And he says, Oh, Trixie, don't even try. You're gonna need a broad axe to whittle that down. I'm like, oh my god. Wait, you want her to lose weight, but then when she tries, you're like, Don't bother. You're gross. <laughs> like, I recently got a uh, membership to a gym. 
Because I, I'm body positive, but I just want to be a little healthier, a little bit more mobile. Well, body positivity isn't just, like, you're yeah. not allowed to, like, change your body. It's yeah. just being accepting of your body as it is now. Like, don't hurt mm. yourself. Because your body isn't a prison. It's literally your vessel. And, you know, as long as it doesn't stop you from doing anything that you want to do, your body is good and your body is fine. And you can love it and we love it and we love each other and everything's love. <laughs> That's what it is. I get really passionate. Except for the comment section on any sort of, like... Never go to the you, comments! Never go to the comments on any sort of, like, YouTube video about a big girl trying to work out. Never. I also follow... Or even on these videos. Right? Never read the comments on these videos. I also follow some weight loss um, bloggers and stuff, and there's one who, she is, like, she's just like me. <laughs> like, everything that she struggles with, I struggle with. And the things that people are saying on, like, her gym posts and you know i just want to look at these people and be like did you know that these videos aren't for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just so you know no she didn't make this for you it's weird but it's people like are so a... mad because they're like you're fat yeah. i don't like that you're fat and then they're all like well okay well i'm gonna get different i'm gonna change my body no <laughs> what right? are you doing fat girl at the gym well it's always that same kind of thing like when he said like when trixie goes and does her exercise he's like oh trixie don't even bother you're too fat to do that it's kind of like I recently wrote a blog post about insecurities about being big and how I can use my bigness as an example, an excuse for everything. Yeah. If I want to go to a restaurant and eat a salad, it's because I'm big and I want to lose weight. Not because I want salad. Because yeah. big girls don't want salad. We only want salad when we want to lose weight. But if I also go to the same restaurant and want, like, chicken wings, it's because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that about literally anything. I'm going to have water because I'm fat. I'm going to have a milkshake. Because I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting way to see it because I, the way I do it is just, it's so much more mental where it's all like, yeah, I feel uncomfortable sometimes getting what I want, mm -hmm. but it's like, they don't know your life and it's so hard to just like tune them out. Yeah. But if you can let, because I was talking about how I have like a public persona and like a private persona. And so this podcast is me exposing some of my private thoughts because normally I'm like, no, everything's fine. Like, <laughs> everything's good. I won't ever have an opinion on anything. And I play up how jolly I am. I guess jolly's unfortunate, but it's essentially that. It's like, I'm just your big friend. I'm just your big fun friend. I'm everything's just a good. big old goof. Like, everything's good. But I'm it's fine. such a protective thing. It is. It really so, is. like, oh, anyone who, like, any bigger one, anyone who goes to the gym, I won't even qualify that. It is so hard to have to go and be vulnerable in front of other people. In very, who, very much public. <laughs> I know. And now phones are such a thing. Yeah. And it's just like, it's scary. But you're doing the right thing. If you want to go to the gym and you do it, you're doing the right thing for you. Don't let idiots like this narrator shame you. And don't let anybody who looks at you during exercises and says, why are you doing that? You're fat. Just don't, don't, don't even engage. Just be like... What? Was there a fly? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. What was the next thing? Oh, <laughs> more insults! More Are insults! You ready? Oh my god. Okay, so oh. there's only a few more. So, okay. Trixie's going. I do want to say this. The reason we are laughing so heartily at these insults is because these are the kinds of things that have been directed towards us. Oh, and we are yeah. in a good headspace to be able to deflect them. We are not laughing because they are funny. And we are not laughing because, ha ha, fat 
person. We're laughing because this is our lives. I love that they think that they, it's so powerful, mm. like the SS Normandy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what is this? What is that? And it's like, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> and it's so 1950s, but we still see it today. We do. If you're wondering why we think that this podcast is worth listening to, it's literally this. These never went away. These never did. They ever. may not be overt. They may not be in our how to undress for your husband videos that we have now. <laughs> but like those <laughs> thoughts never went away. And we just want to remind everyone that there are two ladies right here who think it's all crap. And we love you no matter who you are. <laughs> so this is going to be a positive episode. Whether they want it or not. <laughs> okay. If you want it to stay positive, don't watch the source vid. <laughs> no. But we'll have it in our description. We will. If you want to. Honestly, watch it and fall in love with Trixie yes. Ferganza. Because yes. she is wonderful. She's amazing. And if you just watch it on mute and just watch how she acts, oh, you know. <laughs> right? You know that you're her. You will see yourself. <laughs> okay, so she's going to bed and he call and he's all like, Trixie's going to bed. She's going to do it how she does it. She's going to fold like a dump truck. <laughs> we <laughs> lost our minds. We don't we, even know what it means. We somehow missed it the first run through. I think we, we always, were just mad. We always watch these videos twice. Um, and I am so glad that I requested that we record the second viewing because Chris heard that line and lost her mind. It's so good. And it was so funny. It's so good. I'm gonna like, hold him like a dump truck. Like, I don't even understand it because I know what dump trucks look like. They mm -hmm. fold up like this. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't even make sense. But it's just like, you're a dump truck. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so whatever, fight me. So then he says the dreadnought is coming in to like it's about to dock. drop anchor. Oh, yeah! <laughs> the dreadnought's <laughs> about to drop anchor and she's like crouched above her bed. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to say. Their beds um, look so comfortable. Their beds look so comfortable. They've got silk sheets and all this kind of stuff. And this was prime when they had dolls. My grandmother had one of these, the big dolls with the big skirts. She grabs hers up by the waist, goes, yeah, and no, throws it No, she room. says, you think so? You think so? <laughs> then she I just throws it. I was like, what does that mean? You think so? Oh, she has such a cute voice, too. It's she so high-pitched. Uh... And when she's scratching, she's just like, ah, ah. Oh, and like, she's just enjoying it. I'm like, I love you, Trixie. I love you to death. It is so perfect. Oh, it's so good. Um, Trixie's life. <laughs> then he was, like, criticizing. These are the last two, I promise. Um, then he's criticizing, like, how she undresses. He's like, you've seen the right way and the wrong way. Don't undress like you're a sack of pot- Or, like, you're a sack of potatoes. Like you're unloading a sack of potatoes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, we're just like, oh my gosh, he's mm. never had boobs before. Because... <laughs> They are. Those things are sacks of potatoes. <laughs> they really are. They just move around. So annoying. You just have to fit them for bras. There's nothing more accurate <laughs> than sack of potatoes. <laughs> Honestly, it's like she's at a party for right. however long, all night Till long. Till 6.30 in the morning. Like, like maybe, crap. maybe she can just live her life. Right? Here, he's up. And then the final one is just like, don't leave your room like a cyclone hit it. And I'm like, Thanks, Dad! I wrote that down, too. Oh, <laughs> it's so dumb. There's no need to leave your room like a cyclone has struck it. Who is she trying to impress? It's her personal bedroom. Yeah, it's 6.30 in the morning and she's going to bed. There's literally... Okay, so I gotta say, even the narrator admits that Trixie did women everywhere a service 
after she's, like, gone to bed and, you know, folds herself up like a dump truck and, you know, drops her dreadnought anchor. <laughs> and drops her potatoes. Right. <laughs> He's all like, never again will a do not disturb sign make me peep inside the keyhole. And we're like, good. Man. We're so glad. Please don't peep. What is that? What is that lesson? Ugh. Okay, so I feel like we have totally ignored Barry Barrymore. We have. Because we fell in love with Trixie and with Trixie. it's just because, oh, she's so much more human. It's so weird. Barry is just so boring. Well, it's not her fault. We it's don't know what fault. she actually is or isn't, but they made her like, you have to undress like a beautiful princess. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. You have to do it elegantly, with charm. And I'm just like, oh, Okay. So, Barry Barrymore, there's one scene where she's undressing and she looks over her shoulder and she's, like, being all coy with the camera. And they literally say that this video is for the ladies. Mm -hmm. They literally say- Yeah, specifically for ladies. It's teaching you how to undress properly. And it's like, so who is that for? Right? Like, they're literally- It's so frustrating because they're using Barry Barrymore as an object. Although she did roll her eyes and it was adorable. And they're just all like- it's like, oh, she's being coy. And I'm like, no, she probably just could not hold back. Right, she's just like, like oh, this, this is, is stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, it's really, it's so disheartening for her to be used that way. It's so male gazy mm-hmm. that it's honestly preposterous. Because they're like, this is for women. And I think part of it is that it's like, this is the woman you want to be. But that doesn't make sense for why she's making bedroom eyes at us. Right. Like, yeah, I do want to be that sexy, elegant lady. Of course. That seems like fun. But it's also like, she's so unrelatable. And it's like, this is what you want to be. But because they framed it as a peeper and they framed it as like a man watching a Mm -hmm. woman. It's so male gaze. It's so objectifying. And it's not even her fault. Like, there's no reason for us not to like Barry Barrymore. Mm -hmm. The only reason we don't like it is because the narrator's such a turd yeah. the entire time that we fell in love with the, like, I don't know, like, the underdog, which right. is friggin' two starlets, and there's an underdog. Okay. So, ugh, I love, I'm just mad that there's not more to say about her. Yeah. Because she's a large part, and she's the right way to do it, apparently. Quote, unquote. But all of her things okay. are like, oh, but wait! What? I remembered my other relatable thing. What's your other relatable thing? When she takes off her, like, um, slip, mm-hmm. and she tries to kick it and it doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> when Trixie is taking off her slip, the indecent beast. Oh, he does tell her not to be primitive. That's another insult. I'm remembering yes, yes. She throws down her, like, slip, uh-huh. and then she tries to kick it, but it gets stuck on her foot. <laughs> in you. No, it's just, it's almost unbearable in, like, how anxious this makes me. Yeah. Because, hey, Courtney knows that I periodically go through phases of being able to watch true crime stuff, and I love true crime stuff, and I love horror stuff, I love all that stuff, but I am super susceptible. So what happens is I start to get really, like, legitimately afraid in my day-to-day life. I know that makes me sound like such a baby, but literally, like, I start to think that everyone's a murderer. Every smell that I smell is a dead body. Like, <laughs> There's like, something unpleasant. It's death. Literally. It's, 
Like, it's literally a compulsion that I have where I cannot stop thinking that I'm going to die every second, and that's when I have to stop walking through crime. And so, like, this, honestly, this is so scary to me. Yeah. Because he sounds like such a creep, and the message is that you're not safe anywhere. And even if you aren't a starlet, literally at the beginning, he says that who gets the photo depends on the peeper. So if you're a starlet, it might end up on the front page, but... If you are just, like, a regular person without any, like, attachments or anything, you might just end up in his personal collection. And it's just, like, and that's just your life, I guess. (laughs) That's just what you get as a woman. And that is a terrible... Like, the lessons in this are so awful and negative and evil and stupid and wrong. It just frustrates me that the lesson is literally, you can't stop peepers, so be sexy for them. Yeah, but also your husband, though. Right. <laughs> like, it's so it's so impossibly poorly done that, honestly, I, I can't even imagine it being helpful in the 1950s for anyone. <laughs> like, I just can't. It doesn't seem functioning. Yeah. There's yes. so much to say about this. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so basic. And the narrator isn't even clever. And no. that makes me even madder. Because clearly he's reading off a script. But he can't even believe sometimes. <laughs> he misspeaks so often. What on earth? So at one point, um, so at one point oh. he's talking about Barry Barrymore unrolling down her stockings. And we spend a really long time on those stockings. Really long time on those legs. Have any of you ever seen, like, a rolled up old-fashioned stocking? How do you even unroll them? They look like they're they're so gross. Are like, they really? I've never actually seen one. I'm oh, just my grandmother used to have them, and she would do hers the same way that, like, Elaine Barry Barrymore did, because she probably <laughs> saw this right before she got married. She's, like, slowly rolling it down her leg, and by the time you're done, you have this gross, gigantic stocking condom. <laughs> and it's awful! <laughs> it's so bad! <laughs> no. So he's doing that, and he's like, notice how she rolls it down from the top to the bottom. And we're just like, how do you roll it the other way? He even says it, he's like, from the top to the bottom instead of the bottom to the top. And I was like, Chris was like, rip open the toe. (laughs) Just roll it up, whatever. Roll it all the way up your thigh, stretch it over your shoulder. (laughs) Like, that's what I mean. It's just like, they don't even quite know how to say what they want to say. Yeah. Why? Like, why even have the... It's so bad. So the the fundamental problem I have is that this even had to exist. Yes. That it was was done the way that it was done. (laughs) It's so... It's a lot of unfortunate things. It's so, like, 1950s, like... I can't can't even, like, function. (laughs) It's like newsroom, you know? Like, the most misogynistic profession you can think of, Mm -hmm. it's that. It's like, I don't even know. Oh, it's so bad. It's a disaster. But it did introduce us to Trixie. To Trixie. And (laughs) I freaking And we are completely serious, you guys. Look up Trixie Forganza because she is beautiful. She is hilarious. (laughs) And I actually might look up some movies that she was in because she's extraordinarily entertaining. So, Courtney, what would you rate this, though? Oh. In terms of usefulness. Okay, in terms of usefulness. Did I bury the lead a little bit? (laughs) Maybe. So, in terms of usefulness, I would definitely rate this probably 
a one or a two out of five. Closer to the one. In terms of entertainment value, oh, yeah. ten out of ten. Truth. Because Truth. of Trixie. <laughs> it is true. And honestly, um, this would be a really good one to riff. It he was. says so many Wonka do things, oh. and if you want to have like a bad viewing party, this one would be. There were literally like four choice. or five times where this clip literally took our breath away, and you will hear them because I'm going to put them in. But we were literally like, he says something, and both of us were like, <gasps> we are so mad. We're on the Trixie defense squad. Yep. Oh, we're also on the very, very more defense squad <laughs> because, good lord, she does not have it easy. It's. So perfect of, like, both sides of, like, how women are treated. Mm -hmm. So this clip demonstrates why both bigger and smaller women do not have it easy in the world. No. Because even though we are looking at Elaine Berry as kind of, like, the quintessential beautiful woman who is elegant and, you know, fine or whatever... There's also the threat of she is not able to have a safe space. She has to do this, otherwise she might be ugly. Yeah. And then you have the Trixie, you know, character person in this who is just living her human life and is then shamed for it. Exactly. And they're both starlets. It's not like one's a starlet and one's like the one who doesn't deserve the fame. Right? Like they're literally on the same playing field. And even then, they're not allowed to just admit that they are equal in some ways. Like, it's so frustrating for this to be for young brides, who clearly don't know how. It's so, like, indoctrinating. It's so, like, brainwashing of, like, don't you want to be this one? And it's like, no. No, I don't. Because I'm not. But I don't. I don't think that they had the same, like, resources. And, of course, there were ladies who were just, like, fighting a against it. Yeah. But if you're looking at, like, larger cultural, like, ideas, there's a lot of young girls who really believe this way. And mm -hmm. that's just heartbreaking. Because we're all Trixies. I do not care who you think you are. <laughs> you're a Trixie. If you came home from a party at 6.30 in the morning, you might not even get undressed. You'd just right. be in bed. Like, shoes on, dead asleep, an hour before your husband. This was made in 1937. We are going to have to correct so much <laughs> of what we said. Okay, I didn't know because the um, the source clip said it was 1950. I couldn't, I wondered, but yeah, 1937, according to the IMDb credit. How to undress in front of your husband, 1937 short. <laughs> Wow. That would explain why it's so blurry. Yes, it would. Okay, so that doesn't oh really change god. anything, though. Oh my god! Oh what? my god! Okay, guys, guys, guys. What? This is the description of how to undress in front of your husband. A peeping tom likes to look through windows at women undressing. We see him as he sneaks a peek at two subjects. His first one, a young woman who apparently has a major lingerie fetish, is young, shapely, and attractive. The second one, to be charitable, isn't. But that doesn't stop him. <laughs> oh, that actually is a surprisingly good point, is that he doesn't seem choosy. Yep. He just looks at all women. He just invades privacies. Yep. No matter if he finds them attractive or how primitive they undress themselves. So literally, it doesn't matter. No matter what your body looks like, you still are just there to look good for your husband. Whoa, she is 67 years old in this short. Whoa! <laughs> what? 
What? What? What? <laughs> she was born in 1870. She was a 67-year-old woman. And you still have to dress... What? No. But what, though? But what, though? Okay, guys. Okay. This... Look, this is a comparison between a 22-year-old woman <laughs> and a 67-year-old woman. You can stuff it in your sock, buddy. <laughs> I am so angry now. Literally, all the context of this film makes everything different, right? Well, what on earth? This was made in 1937. Trixie was born in 1870. And Elaine Berry was born in 1915. It's literally a garbage comparison between a svelte 22-year-old actress and a 67-year-old woman who couldn't be bothered. Honestly, I understand your point, and I think it's totally valid, because, you know, like, youth is so valued in our society already, but at the same time, you shouldn't have to be 67 to just be able to take off your pants! It's true. No, but, like, my point is that, you know, Elaine Berry is at the point where she might still care for herself. Like, it doesn't even have to be for a husband. And you know what? You know what Trixie really doesn't care about as a 67-year-old woman in Hollywood? Getting a husband. <laughs> she, if, even if she's not married, which I don't know if she was or not, if she's not devalued for not being so. Yeah. Like, just, who cares? She's even a starlet. Yeah, I had this discussion with a coworker of mine because she recently had her fourth kid, and I'm, I'm not necessarily, I don't know if I actually want kids. I do know I want to be married, but I don't know if I want children. But you know what I'm definitely not going to do to value people who have them? Yeah. It's kind of like the marriage thing. Like, people who don't want to get married, cool, that's fine, that's your life. Also, people who do want to get married, cool, that's fine, that's your life. Well, part of it, that was kind of the point. So at the beginning when they're doing the forward, I know we're going back a bit, but <laughs> when they're doing the forward, he's, they're saying that society is telling them. Oh, I wrote they, it down. Yeah. Um... The exact quote is, um, in like, you know, in this modern age, the bestsellers have taught us to wake up and live alone and like it. <laughs> and so what they're essentially saying is that you shouldn't want to live alone. You need to have your husband. You need to yep. have your marriage. You need to have, you know, and all this stuff like, but have you thought of the modern white man? The point of this short, it seems, is to remind women why they want to be married, or remind men why they want to be married, yeah. and then remind women that if they are married, they really gotta work for that shit. And you know what? <laughs> no. No. Absolutely not. If I get married, and I want to throw down a shirt, whatever. But also I don't, because I'm a f***ing human being, and I put that shit in a hamper. I think we've exhausted points now. <laughs> I, you know, I just feel bad that we can't focus as much on Barry yeah. because, honestly, there's so much overt negativity towards our poor, um, Trixie. It's just general awfulness for poor Barry Barrymore. Yep. I'm gonna call this episode. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> I think it's honestly pretty Ooh. short. And so the fact that it was this bad <laughs> is just honestly impressive. I'm just impressed with the whole situation. Yeah, I think I would rate it as, like, it's totally not useful at all, no. but it does make you super mad, and then it also makes you fall in love with Trixie. 
I'm just, I think I'm reserving our zero for something, like, truly heinous. <laughs> this was pretty heinous, but I would admit a one is pretty good, because at least in that some women believe that people like them existed right. <laughs> and were, you know, Ugh. capable of finding a husband. That's so bad. I don't like that moral. I don't even- I'm gonna give it a zero. I'm gonna say that it is so deplorable how he treats this, you know, both women in both terrible, terrible ways, you know? Yeah. And so I just gotta say, I think it is a zero for me. But if you want to have a viewing riffing party, it is pretty good. It is a good one for it. Because I gotta say, you're gonna want to defend Trixie. You're gonna want to, without a doubt. You're gonna in my fall mind. in love with her, and you're gonna be like, oh, that's me! <laughs> on the silver screen! Okay, Courtney, so where can people find us? People can find us. Uh, we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash inadvisablecast. Um, they can also find us on Tumblr, inadvisablecast.tumblr.com. And we are on SoundCloud at inadvisablecast. You can also find us on iTunes yes. and most... Pod, I think podcast apps can sort of collect us. Yep. We've shown up on there before. We've also got a Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I run the Twitter. <laughs> uh, inadvisablecast, at inadvisablecast, yes. tweet at us. Did we say our Gmail? No, inadvisablecast at gmail.com. Yeah, so if you have comments or questions or suggested videos that you want us to look yes. at, please send them to that email address. Yep. Inadvisablecast at gmail.com <laughs> and then tweet at us because then I will specifically say nice things about you. Okay, bye! Bye! <laughs> and ladies, a final word of warning. This candid camera fiend is all about and he'll expose you if you don't watch out.